Hi, you're listening to the New Space India podcast, a bi-weekly talk show that exclusively brings insights from the Indian space activities ecosystem. I'm your host Narayan, the co-founder of India's first space-focused think tank, Spaceport Sarabhai. Guests on the New Space India podcast help you understand space activities related macro and micro trends within India in all aspects including space history, local industry, space science, technology evolution, law and policy, art and more. The New Space India podcast is supported by Dassault Systems, a global leader in providing businesses and people with collaborative virtual environments to enable sustainable innovations. Dassault Systems Solutions supports startups, small and medium scale enterprises and original equipment manufacturers in developing disruptive solutions for space launchers and satellites. Hi, this is Dr. Shreemathi Kesin, founder CEO of Space Kids India. Space Kids India, how did this all happen? Uh, when you say kids, everybody is like, do you deal only with children? Uh, is it a edutech uh, organization? So they've got so many confusions. But for me, when I started and when I titled this organization's name as Space Kids, I felt we are all children you know it's it's just that you know we lose out on our curiosity as we grow but here when you get into our organization i want that curiosity to be there forever you be 10 years old or 80 years old we need that curiosity and all this curiosity in space because anytime you look up it's so exciting but initially when i started there were three spaces that i always believe should be very strong if we have to do anything one of course everybody knows the space above but there is a platform that is required to go to that level or to reach that level beyond that you need to have a good amount of space inside here which is filled with divinity too that's my belief and especially if you're working with space this space should be very clear so that's the reason it is space kids india as a kid i should say i was an all-rounder i was a national basketball player i played about 10 nationals uh, a state athlete uh, a ncc cadet where i jumped from the flight a chopper a paratrooper an all india silver medalist in firing so all these things got me to be very very uh, you know running from morning to evening and to do something to reach somewhere where i didn't know but one day i was chosen to be the best cadet of my uh, state andhra pradesh because i hail from hyderabad i went up to the republic day which is considered to be the most prestigious thing in any cadet's life and then i was given the sword to lead the parade of about 420 cadets the first time any girl was leading a contingent with a sword and that day a beautiful thing happened i was chosen into the armed forces directly without writing the exams general kv krishna rao who was the chief guest for that parade 
said, I want such girls into the armed forces of our country. But then destiny played its part. My dad picked up my wedding invitation and handed to him and said, I appreciate what you have done for my daughter, but she's getting married a week from now. Everybody was shocked. They were actually very furious over my father and they said, you've got a daughter who's an all-rounder, who's doing so many things. She's not completed her graduation yet. And you want her to get married? But I think that was store for me. So the same day I left for my wedding and my life turned. So the girl who held a sword in her hand jumped into spatula. In Indian cooking, culinary, you know, we make those pancakes and we use the spatula to flip those uh, pancakes. So from sword, I jumped into spatula. 16 years, I was swinging the spatula. What I was doing, I didn't know. But yet, there was one thing that was constantly burning within me. One question that I always threw to the moon because she is my best friend. So whether it is happiness or sadness, I would run up the terrace and I would say, hey, what happened? Today I am sad. Why did you do this? I want to do something. Why was I born? Please tell me why was I born? No answer. No answer for 16 years. And there comes an angel after 16 years, a friend of mine who was with me in the NCC camp at Delhi, the best candidate of Maharashtra, Rima Sisodia, she comes to meet me and she was uh, a travel express editor. You know, when I met her in an exhibition here in Chennai, she was with, uh, she was in a press conference. She was with so many people around her asking questions and everything. And I was like, wow, isn't it so nice that we get to see a friend in this status. Wow, she's achieved. And what am I doing? Well, that's what is a typical South Indian family where you be whatever, all-rounder, whatever. Once you're married, you're at home, you take care of the family, take care of your child, kitchen is your best friend. I was a rebel right from a child. So I was a silent rebel. Satyagraha, if I have to say, like Gandhiji. I know I was going to achieve something in life and I was born for a purpose. But it was just kind of getting delayed to get to that. So after this friend came into my life, she put me to a conference at Miami. She told me, we spoke a lot. So cutting all that shot, she sent me to a travel conference at Miami. Once again, destiny played its cards. I get to see the counter, the booth of NASA, which we all studied in textbooks. And it was just a fantasy for all of us. 
So when I got to see NASA, I was in tears. I said, you know, for a homemaker, suddenly you just get to see NASA, you're there at Miami. Well, I was, my husband was a voracious traveler, so he would take me all over the world. But I went as a dainted wife. It was not like I was doing something different. But here, I wore my blazer after 16 years. I was so excited beyond words. And especially when I got to see the counter of NASA, it was out of the world experience. So I started interacting with the director of the coast and they were so excited to explain everything about the activities that they do for children there. I'm very fond of children. So it all started by asking questions. Can I bring children from India for the space camps here? They were excited. They said, yes, of course, why not? But then, oh, how am I going to? I don't have any experience. Well, it's okay. I've come so far. Probably this is, this is what the moon wanted to tell me. I said, yes, I am going to do this once I get back home. So with all dreams, I get back home saying that I am going to take children from India to the NASA space camps. <laughs> this is how people laughed at me. My own family, they were mocking at me and they said, you were there at home for 16 years and suddenly you think you can do all these things? You have no experience whatsoever. You know what it takes to take children from India, I mean children from Chennai to Bangalore, Chennai to Delhi, and you say you're going to take them all these crossing the oceans and miles, you're going to take them? But something inside me said, yes, I think I'm going to do that. So I just didn't pay a heed to all this. I determined that I was going to do this. I don't want to talk about my hurdles because generally people love to talk about soft stories. Well, if you, I know if you have reached a place, you have so many challenges. So I did have millions of challenges because I lost my communication skills and ability because I was only talking to the vegetable vendor, you know, a storekeeper. And if I spoke in English, they would say, Enama, Petra. This is how they talk here in Chennai. So I was scared. So I lost my communication skill. And I had to write to the Consul General of the United States of America, which was supposed to be, wow, a very big thing. And I wrote to him, dear sir, I am going to take children from India. I am responsible for them. I will bring back them safely. Please give me the visas. People laughed. They said, is this the way you write an official letter? I said, I didn't care what was in my heart. The way I know, I expressed. Within an hour, I get a call from the Consul General Secretary. And they requested me to put all the, uh, you know, the slips of, uh, you, you had those pink slips, blue slips, and all those stuff. So I put together everything. I had to send the passport details and everything. I sent to them and they gave exclusive counters and 108 children I was able to take in my first trip. 
passports were very difficult to get because parents didn't have passports themselves. So imagine how would the children have, but worked hard for that also. Went to the passport officer, I said, I don't know, I'm a mother, I know how to take care of the children, so you better give the passports to these children. I don't know what you're going to do. He laughed at me. He said, is this the way you talk? I said, this is what I know because everywhere they say you don't have experience, you don't have experience. So what am I to tell? This is what I know. And then he was extremely supportive and he gave the passports in three days. So that's how the journey began. And uh, until 2015, I had taken about 3,500 children for this scientific journey to the Kennedy Space Center space camps. I was given the ambassador status to the NASA space camps, subsequently to the European Space Agency, and then to the Russian Space Agency. So the only woman who has these three, uh, the status of being the ambassador for all these three research centers in India, that was a pride. It was extremely, a moment of awe. But then I started thinking, what am I doing? Why do I have to spend Indian money in a foreign soil? I want to build a research park in India. That's become my vision and dream. Someday I'm going to do this. Well, I did propose this to our Honorable Prime Minister, Chief Ministers of five states. Everybody gets excited. And then again, it's in the back burner. Well, then I thought, how are people going to look at us? It's not that, you know, taking children from here is what is my uh, role or it's that's what I have to be doing for years. No, I wanted to build satellites, rockets, because, con you know, continuously visiting these places, these research centers, you get so excited and, you know, touching these rockets and satellites make you get, wow. So I wanted to build them. I'm not an engineer. I'm a commerce grad. I did my management studies after 16 years. And then how am I going to do this? And anything difficult, people attribute it to rocket science. And if I have to do rocket science, once again, I'm going to be a person of mockery. I didn't care about that. I said, let me put up a team. And let me put up a team of youngsters and only they can do something out of the box. They can think out of the box and we are going to definitely make this happen. So 2015, 2013, I wanted to put up a team and uh, I was wondering how to do this. I started a competition called Young Scientist India and that's where I found my first gem, Rafat Sharukh. He came to me as an eighth, eighth standard kid and it's, it's a mirror image. Both of us share a mirror image. We are so mad, crazy about satellites. A kid from a village where he didn't even have an internet connection. All, you know, late evening, or sorry, early morning, I should say, at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, he would get a little leeway to work, and then he would call. So that was his passion. And that way, I had... Another crazy seven kids whom I handpicked them with this, through this competition. So we were all crazy to build. You won't believe, we wanted to build an orbital satellite in 2015. 
as a kid, all these people were children. We made a good presentation to a couple of scientists. They were so excited. They said, don't tell me these kids have, you know, have made this. I said, yes. They said, okay, this is good. I mean, you guys have the knowledge, but I think you need the experience and expertise in that. Just run away from this place, do your post-graduation, then come back to us and we will support you. That was a little sad. But when I was driving back home, I was not very convinced. I said, no, uh, the first step taken should not be, you know, taken back. So let me work hard. Let's do something. So then we brainstormed, came across this high altitude ballooning. So Rifat was so excited. He said, let's, you know, get all the uh, sensors and components. Let's fly a balloon. And then 2015, uh, there was no precedence in the country as to how to get permissions for this. So strived hard at every government office for almost about four and a half to five months, finally got the permission one day before the launch. And again, if I have to talk about the launch, that's a huge story. So we'll do that separately because, oh, it was so difficult. But then we did it. We did it the next day. On 23rd August 2015, we launched our first high-altitude balloon and we were able to retrieve it. That's the best part. We retrieved our payload. And immediately we said, you know, there were a lot of uh, congratulatory messages and all that from across the globe. From Texas, there was a special message. There was a person, John, who actually messaged me and uh, said they were building rockets and if we could send a payload, it was a suborbital mission. So we got excited because we were again into the next mission immediately. So we launched our SkySat. We started building the SkySat. 27 sensors, and it was on Fox News and everything. So it created ripples. After that, we wanted to do an orbital mission. But then again, funding was a big issue. So everything was bootstrapped. My kitchen was my lab because we were not doing orbital missions. So if, of course, it was just suborbital missions. So my kitchen was my lab. And then came this competition from I do the learning in QS and NASA. So they posted 64 grams, any science experiment, please write to us and the best of the experiments will go free of cost on a NASA's rocket. How big is that? It is huge for us. It is really huge. And we work hard, we sent a proposal. Instead of putting a 64-gram science experiment in a small box that they would send, we built a 3D-printed structure in which we put the electronics and we said, this is a small 3D-printed satellite. We would like to do a tech demonstration. Everybody flipped. Actually, uh, Chris Collar from the Colorado Space Grant Consortium. They were the knowledge partners to NASA. They were selecting the projects. So he actually mailed and he said, Dr. Kaysen, I 
fell off my chair. What a proposal this is. You guys are amazing. Indian kids are too good. And we got so excited because our payload was going to be flying free of cost. And this created waves across the country. 900 media covered us. And in a day, suddenly everything changed, you know, where people mocked us, laughed at us, and, you know, they said, we are not going to go anywhere. We're actually taking our autographs. They said, oh my God, you could do this, you could do this. So then we didn't stop. We wanted, you know, our dream was orbital mission. And 2019, we had a presentation with ISRO and within six days they said if you're able to build a satellite and give it to us we will put it in our fourth stage because they were experimenting the fourth stage of the PSLV. Well uh, opportunities seldom knock the door so I didn't want to let go. My kids were like pinching me they were like no we can't do it in six days come on don't accept don't accept. And I was like, yes, sir, we can do it. We came back. Right from that moment, I was on the phone to get organizing things. In fact, sent a person to US to just pick a component, 10 grams component, here, jump the same flight and come back. So that was the kind of hard work that we had to put in. And in six days, we were up and about and we went for the vibration testing and thermovac. Oh, when it sat on the vibration testing, we were vibrating, you know. It was so, my God, we held our hands so tight and closed our eyes. But it was the most beautiful experience. Everything went through beautifully and it was launched on 24 Jan 2019. The first orbital mission, Kalamsat V2. Such a beautiful moment. Then 2021, we launched this baby the Satish Dhawan sat, a 3U satellite. And then the best satellite, I should say, which is the most closest to my heart, Azadi sat. For the 75th Indian independence, I wanted to do something very different. And I, I thought, okay, why not we bring in the rural children into the mainstream and make them work small payloads but give them that opportunity, give them that pride of doing something different. Let them step out of their villages, get this opportunity of being in this niche industry, which they have not even dreamt of or thought of. I spoke about this to my team and Rafat is the first guy who always says, why only girls, ma'am? So, you know, we, we had a lot of explanations and everything. But the first time when I got my team to speak to the entire 750 girls, Drew was in tears. Yagna was like, I think the mission of my life is to do something for these girls. So there was a transformation among everybody. So we built these payloads with these children. We sent them the boards and we taught them how to do everything. They got so excited, so excited. Today, it's not only building these payloads, but our learning programming, but the confidence that they are emulating. That is very important. And you give a total facade change of rural India to the entire world. 
August 7th, 2022, the D-Day when SSLV D-1 touched the skies, but it actually touched the sea. So, you know, there was a technical snag and uh, our satellite was not injected in the right orbit that we wanted. So the mission failed. So everybody were like, all the girls must have been shattered. What happened? I said, no. The girls are today like lionesses. They want to rebuild. They want to do something far better than what they have done in the first phase. Because first phase, when they did the Azadi Sat 1, they were clueless how it is going to be. But now they know everything. So they want to learn something beyond what we were we taught them in the first so Azadi Sat 2 is in the pipeline and uh, end of November or first week December, that's going to be launched on SSLV D2. We're all so thrilled. So it's a huge journey. Started off from home until 2015. Officially Space Kids was born in 2016 and we are an aerospace startup now. My kids are growing as young men and today we have the potential and capability of building a good satellite that can really be helpful to the community. Thank you. Thank you for listening in to this episode of the New Space India podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share this episode with anyone you believe will enjoy listening to it. You'll be able to find the New Space India podcast in any of the podcasting platforms that you may be using, including Apple, Google, Spotify, YouTube, and others. Do subscribe to the podcast in case you want to receive new episodes automatically. I'm grateful if you're able to leave a rating for the podcast, which will help others discover it. Thank you for listening in again, and the next episode will be out in the next two weeks as usual.